This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a roommate with a bad boyfriend, a DILF situation, and grinding gone wrong. Check it out, share it with friends, enjoy. J-Train Podcast, J-Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from the, oh fuck, I'm all fucked up because we're in a different room from New York City's Upper West Side, Stand Up New York Labs, we're here every Tuesday and Friday, I'm in a, we're, let me just let you in behind the curtain, let me open up the curtain right away, uh, we are down doing this at the bar at Stand Up New York uh, because a Another podcast had to use the studio, or it was a little bit of a scheduling situation, a scheduling but. snafu. But I and I'm also going to be away next week, so we're schedule, We're taping this ahead of when we usually do. All this me- means nothing to you, the listener. It's the same great show, same great day that it comes out. We just had to get ahead so that we could make sure that Tuesday at midnight it was out for you. And we are here. I'm very excited um, about today's guest because we're going to get right into it. You're going to get all. You're going to get more emails than we've ever done because this guy knows the deal. He's an OKP. Noah Gardenswartz, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. So glad to be back. Always enjoy doing the show. And as a matter of fact, I owe your listeners. I was doing... You owe them? Oh, you got the best fan base in the biz. Really? I was I was doing shows in Cincinnati at the Funny Bone a few months and, ago. And you go to these shows, like, you know, if, if we can let people know, like when you go to a show in Cincinnati... Yeah, you're from Denver. You lived in Atlanta. Now you live in New York. Who are you expecting a friend? Like, what kind of friendly face are you expecting in Cincinnati? Not a one. The natty light. <laughs> I'm, I'm not expecting any friendly faces. Yeah. which is why I was so pleased when after a show, a group of J Train listeners Crazy. came and told me they came specifically because they heard me on this podcast. So I'm just here to pay it forward. This is it. This is what it's all about. This is the circle of podcast life. You right? got the juice, my friend. You you guys listen. You hear someone you like. You say. That person's in my town. Let's go see him. Let's feather his nuts. Let's do it. Oh, they, and they feathered. Oh, they feathered. <laughs> oh, they feathered. The FAF, feathered as fuck. I, I got to say, I, I, I get all your snaps and your Instagram DMs. It, it really makes me feel good. It's like the virtual version of what you're saying. You're like, oh, you liked something that I did. Then you got to see another thing that I'm doing. And it's like, you know, it's a kind of a cool yeah. thing. Got great listeners. It's it's uh, so let's it, give them a great show. What let's give them a great show. This is it. I mean, with you, I go right into the mailbag. I don't even look at these emails because I feel like you got a perspective and a, you always give good advice. So I'm really pumped. And you guys can all follow Noah on Twitter at Noah G Comedy. He's also you're doing something really cool right now. You're writing for a show. I am. Give us a, it's a, what's the name of the show? Show is called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and it's on Amazon. It's a new show on Amazon. The pilot is available now for right people now. to check out. Yeah, and it is, uh, it's about a Jewish housewife in the 1950s whose okay. husband leaves her, and she starts doing stand-up. Crazy. So that's uh, Jews, stand-up, I'm in. It's all there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm right for the room. Yeah, I think. <laughs> what do they got? The, 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 the food in the room must be very Jewish. It must be like... Bagels on locks on white no fish. No lie, we ordered Frankel's for lunch yesterday. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> hilarious. So, listen, pumped to have Noah here. Go follow, uh, go follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Noah G Comedy. Let's get into the emails. You ready? Let's do it. You can send anything you like. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Now, we've had a lot of circumcision emails come in. Okay. You're obviously circumcised because I can see your penis right yes. now. Uh, <laughs> Eggplanting through the sweatpants. Right there. Uh, what do you have? You, you ever hear horror story? Anything you ever knew a dude that had uncircumcised anyone? Uh, yeah. I mean, I 
I definitely do know a few people who are uncircumcised, but I feel like most of the conversation I've heard, most of the horror stories were from girls who were grossed out by uncircumcised. I think they penises. all like the 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 feedback we're getting is that like girls are saying, "Listen, at first like yeah, it's different, but then it's the same." Yeah, I have I haven't heard a girl uh say that they fuck some dude who wasn't circumcised and would never do it again. Well, we oh, got an email you, you that I just it. reacted to. It's it's crucial. The face you just made makes me think maybe I don't want to <laughs> well, see crucial. The title. The only reason I'm reading it: crucial circumcision debate. Picks attached. <laughs> Is this from a man or a woman? <laughs> it's from uh, a woman. Picks attached. I mean, you're gonna get me in every time, right? Yeah, right. That. When you, get a, picks, when you get pics attached from a woman, I bet you didn't think you were going to be staring at two different dicks. Yeah, well, this is what it is. Dear J. Abraham Lincoln, in addition oh. to ongoing circumcision debate, I think it's worth acknowledging at Defalic Dude, the real guy with two fucking dicks, one uns- is uncircumcised, one is not. Here's my hypothetical. If you could have two dicks, would you? I would love to hear some pros and cons, female fan. So we don't have the, the, the sound, the female music this episode because of the, you know, the circumstances that we're in. Look that at the, the two ki- dicks. I've never seen it. That's the kind of thing you can't unsee. Yeah, yeah. Th- I've actually read about that guy because he did like an AMA uh, on Reddit or whatever. One of the dicks works better than the other one. I'm guessing. One, I'm the guessing. A dick, one's the B dick. Exactly. I'm guessing the more functional dick is the circumcised. Is the circle? Boy. Yeah, that's what, that's what we want to believe, <laughs> yeah, right? right? That's the, we want to believe that God's dick, <laughs> he has, <laughs> the chosen yeah, dick. He, he has a one. holy war in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. Like this is like the this is the debate right here. Like he can give. Listen, you can have the best of both worlds. You know, like it's kind of like choose your own adventure. You gotta take for the picture a chick. down. You gotta take the picture down. I can't. I, the t- the <laughs> picture is wild, and I don't. And he, he has. I guess she gave his 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 handle at Defalic Dude. So would you take if you had two dicks? If you could have two dicks, would you? No, no, that's not even. A, I wouldn't even consider it for half a second. No, that's like saying like you know if an alien came, like that's like an alien coming to Earth and being like, okay, you gotta fuck me in my ear, and you'd be like, uh, I'm not gonna prefer that. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes having one dick is an inconvenience. I mean, it, sometimes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, like, having two. Tell that to me on a Saturday night when I get a text, like, you coming? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. Right. And, I mean, I can't imagine that uh, the overwhelming majority of women handle it well the first time he drops trout. Oh, my. With two dicks? Right. I mean, what do you do? I mean, like, that's. And furthermore, if you meet a girl who's really into that, then yeah. that's kind of weird, too. Yeah, I don't want. I want someone who's properly grossed out yeah. with my thing. Yeah, I want you know? someone who I have to explain to, and after hours of coaxing, yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. that, 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 listen, you know, it's gonna weird, look weird at first. I want her like after an hour of like the explanation, her to be like, okay, now I'm ready to see it. Right. You know, exactly. I, don't, I don't want her to be no ready guarantees. To suck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. Let me see it, and maybe. Yeah. Other- other than having the coolest party trick at the bar, I can't imagine any scenario where having I mean, two dicks is better than just having there, a normal dick. There was a guy that I I wasn't really friendly with him, but like I knew that he everyone knew in my high school he had the an over one of those balls that get too big. Okay. You, it's like a disease. You like can, hernia in one side of a sack. It's like that but it had a different name. It had a name for it where your ball would just keep growing. Yeah. And it got the size of a Coke can. And he used to like, and like everyone knew about it, he used to take like a flashlight and put it behind and call it the glowing orb. <laughs> and like, that was fun. At least you know? he had a good sense least, of humor. Yeah, he had a good sense of humor. But people thought he was like wearing, like you'd look at him in soccer shorts and he'd be like, oh, you're wearing a cup? Like that's oh, how wow. big. Like that's the thing. This is, this is more, I, I think of more like with the two dicks scenario, I'm thinking more of the, just the mechanics of it all. Right. You know, like I can barely deal with a flight when I'm horny. I'll tell you what, you know, he, like he, I, he can <laughs> deliver one hell of a shocker, though. I mean, is he true. can go in both he holes is, at the same time. He's a living shocker. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Help with some J train wisdom on starting it on your uh, on our own. This on our weird. own? On our own. I would love to. Me and my friend want to start our own podcast at university as something extra to do. And we love talking all day long. We were both 21 this year and want to start something. Oh, great. 21 year olds who love the sound of their own voice. Oh, that's what everyone be. wants. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the world needs more yeah. of. We, not, it's not like this is, you're the first podcast to happen. You're like a billionth yeah. in this. Uh, we want to call it the Ugly Truth Podcast and discuss subjects going from relationships to university subjects, so forth, even politics subjects. Sounds like this podcast. 
<laughs> I would rather have two dicks than listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two penises so I never have to. Well, we will be having guests from the university concerning different emails and subjects. So I think we started the best J train. Yeah, you're just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. Anytime you have something that like people like, it's very, this is flattering. Right. I, I appreciate it. I know he wants to start a podcast. For anyone that wants to start a podcast, go for it. Like, why wouldn't you do it? Um, oh, they live in South Africa. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, well that changes. That. Now I'm a little less not interested. I mean, <laughs> honestly, the only thing that changes in my mind is the accents will sound cooler. Yeah, they, you're still going to suck. The, the content still needs some Well, work. I would say if you're looking at like, like you don't have a podcast. I do not. Well, have you ever thought of starting one? No, because because it's already so um, oversaturated, yeah. and and honestly, I also think that I personally it's like too annoying to already have stuff to promote. Just in terms of like, come see me at this show. Yeah. I don't want one more thing a week to bother people to check out. Like, you've had a good podcast that you started so long ago, and you've built it up in the era of when podcasts were coming up. Yeah, that I totally understand people who have a fully functional, developed podcast with a listening base, but trying to start a new podcast in this environment now, I think people are crazy. It's very tough. Um, you know, like, I mean, Chris D'Elia just started his, and but he had a following already. So, like, there's people that want to hear. You, you know what is crazy, though? I actually, when I got out of college, my first job was writing for the Alt Weekly, like the Village Voice of Atlanta. Okay. And I did the comedy coverage. And I started a podcast for that paper because the local headliners from Atlanta would just come on my show. Oh, great. And so this was before podcasts. It was like at the very, very beginning yeah. of podcasting being a thing. I had like maybe 40 or 50 listeners from around Atlanta. My guests included Mark Marin, Jim Brewer. Everyone. Ta- yeah, I had like nothing but A-list super famous comedians on this podcast that I did like 11 episodes of that no one will ever hear. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting because now, you know, getting guests here, like it's not like it's nice to have, have you on. It's not the easiest sure. when you're like, do you want to come on my podcast? Because right. everyone's asking that question. It's like almost like ridiculous at this point. Right, and so I would remind these these people emailing you like you have access to great entertaining for the most part at least reasonably well-known guests yes yeah they just have south african college students <laughs> i would say that i would say if you're gonna start a podcast if i was to start one today i would have a hook like have a thing that you're gonna do not just like yeah it's just us talking about us like right. i because there's that exists that's out there like i remember when we first started this um People were like, like I was like, I didn't want it. Like, Marin exists. Why, why do you do comedy? How do you do comedy is out there. Like, I don't want to ask somebody those questions. I would rather delve into what these... And even if you go back and listen to the first few, they're weird. Yeah. Like, they're not the same as they are today. It takes a while to hit your rhythm. So, but if you're going to start something... Like, I think, like, the idea of, like, like Sean Donnelly, who, who's been on here before, good friend of ours, like, great guy, so funny. He started a podcast... And I, and he was like, and I, you know, was, we were talking about it. I'm going to have him on at some point, but he's starting one recently and it's all about defending a movie that people hate. Right. So if, yeah, if you can now think of a clever little it. niche mm-hmm. for the audience to grab onto. Like if I loved a certain movie that everyone hated and I saw that they went over that movie, I'd be like, okay, I want to see if this person agrees with what I'm coming from. Sure. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Was that a dry hump or a seizure? <laughs> okay. Okay. Now we're getting into J Train territory. Been, been there before. <laughs> You've been there, done that. Uh, greetings and full of a box of uh, and a full box of feathers for you and your esteemed guests. Nuts. Had a first hangout with a bumble chick tonight while she was dog sitting at her parents' house. That is quite a sentence. Yeah. That's, a sentence. that's an aggressive first hangout. Imagine that sentence 50 years ago. That's another <laughs> it was, language. It, yeah, it's like you're speaking alien. <laughs> you're speaking alien. Yeah. Had a first hangout yeah. Off with, Bumble. with a Bumble chick <laughs> tonight while she was dog sitting. I don't think dog sitting existed 50 yeah. years ago. It would just be like I was courting my yeah. girlfriend's parents' horse or whatever. <laughs> yeah, know. they wouldn't even understand this shit. I was courting a new dame. <laughs> I worked late, so I... Gra- also, first hangout straight into the parents' house. Well, that lets you know she's probably down. Yeah, I, I mean, she's letting you right. into your home and you've never even met from anything. I worked late, so I grabbed some takeout and we had a few beers and watched a movie. Thought it was just going to be a casual night, no expectations. Well, we just expected it for you. Yeah. 
Uh, next thing I know, and he puts a winky face. I like this guy. Uh, we're next to each other on the couch making out on her, uh, her on top. She's the captain now, and I'm Tom Hanks. <laughs> Insta-torque. Insta-torqued when she starts grinding, but it was the most uncoordinated, unathletic display of rhythm and sexiness, almost to the point of me laughing. She's a 779 face-body personality. And we had a ton of fun, but I can, can I work past her Carlton on the dance floor hip movements? What's the move here? Feather just know by knowing you'll give this a read and hopefully gain a chuckle. Keep making moves. What it's do you think? Email. It's a great email. Well, first of all, I'd like to say 779 are strong stats right off the bat. I mean, especially for a first-time Bumble hangout. That's a, she, the personality's already yeah. a nine? Yeah. So I mean, my mom's still at a seven. I'm still working <laughs> on her. You know, like... Seven seven nine alone buys you a second date, regardless yeah. of uncoordinated hip movement. Plus, you had the makeout. There was a grind session. So there's like obvious sexuality in this hangout. Like you both wanted something to happen. And, and I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. Uh, what makes him think his hip movements were so great if it was just a dry hump and pants didn't come off? I mean, this if he true. was doing his thing, then maybe we're not talking about dry hump and we're talking about actual sex. This is true. I mean, have you ever made out with a girl and been like, ugh, this makeout is nothing? Like, how can I ever get past this makeout? This yeah. kind of feels similar to me. But like bad kissing or like a chick who uses too much tongue or like something about it being gross is way more damaging than just bad hip movement. Cause uh, why do you think that? Because once you get inside the pussy, it now you're it you're feels, the captain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Then <laughs> you, you, this is you how reclaim the ship. The ship. Yeah, yes. you reclaim the ship. But you can. That is a a fair point. Once you get like this whole pre whatever, you can also like. I mean, this is going to sound horrible, but I mean, what doesn't sometimes? Uh, you're stronger than her. <laughs> so I, I I I gotta say, and this girl like I'm she's. A willing participant. So I'm not saying that you, you, know, you, you can like, take advantage of her. I'm saying you can row the boat the way you want it to be rowed. Correct. You know, she's not going to – at a certain point, you can take control of the situation. You're not just like a starfish there. Plus, that's just one, one position. That was just her on top. That's why doggy style was invented. Yes, for her to relax <laughs> the fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is one of many. Obviously, you're looking into one thing now because – this is what guys do. We get into one hookup and we're like, okay, why do I want to be out of this? I would say for all the things that could go wrong in a situation with a new girl, especially on a 779, yeah. if awkward hip motion and a dry hump is your biggest problem, you're fine. You're fine. And then the, and especially if the, ki- the kissing needs to be good. I've been in a situation where the kissing was so bad that I was like, we just can't do this. Well, yeah, that just speaks to a general lack of chemistry. That's, this, is, this doesn't feel like chemistry. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Noah Garden Swartz at Noah G Comedy. I knew we were going to blast through these emails. I had a feeling you always it. come in ready to go. Hung up on a DILF. Okay. That's a D. Dad, right. I'd like to fuck. Shalom, Papa JT. Longtime listener, first time emailer, so I'm hoping this makes it on the podcast with you, Mansamp, and esteemed guests. Everyone writes esteemed guests now. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, I would have. They have we foresight. Got an okay they have they foresight do. into your roster. Because your girl needs some serious words of wisdom from her favorite Jew. Please take this feather as a token of my appreciation. Okay, so she writes cue music. We can't today. We're downstairs. Pew, pew, pew. There you go. There, there, there's your music. <laughs> a little background story. A few months ago, I had a one-night stand with a guy introduced to me by my best friend. I'd say he's an 888, so a solid man, Sam. Did you hear it? Man, Sam. God, that's man catching Sam's on. Man, himself. himself. 888. 888. Can I actually just say people reviewed my podcast on iTunes, and two people so far have just written 888, <laughs> which I love. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. We've been ta- we've there been ta- are seven billion people in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that big a deal. He's hanging on to those yeah, two. Listen, I'm hanging on to the, the, the three Cincinnati people. Don't yeah, right. let's, let's True. relax. True. <laughs> we've been texting and talking on the phone for a couple months now, and over spring break, I went to visit him. I live in California. He lives in a different state. Before going out to visit, he would text me good morning, good night, occasionally dropped in a beautiful, gorgeous in his text. What do you think of that? Just, just based on the texting alone. This is pre-cum guy. Yeah. You know, I this mean, is all pre-cum language. Yeah. Good morning, good night, gorgeous. He's doing the bare minimum of Yeah, girls play this up the so much. Yeah. That, but it takes us. I could send gorgeous to seven gorgeouses. Sure. 
in five seconds. There, there's no harm in what he's doing. There's nothing special about it. No. I think it's a very vanilla move. Totally, and general. I think, but like, I think to the female listeners that listen that are sitting there being like, he will. They always bring it up as like this resume item. If I got a resume, that would be like the, you know, did club soccer part of the resume, right? Well, <laughs> like it yeah. matters so little. I think they like the good morning, good night, because to them it indicates you're thinking of them when you wake up or when They're you go special, to bed. But right. it's really the easiest way to make someone. We know how to make a girl feel special in that way without any Also, work. the truth is he probably texted it while he was taking his morning shit. Yeah. So. I spent the weekend with him at his house. He wasn't afraid to initiate PDA in front of his friends or his three kids. He oh. took me out in public with them, making the outing seem like a family affair. We, still haven't, we, ha- we haven't gotten any insight into this uh, age difference, have we? Um, she just called him a DILF, but didn't say... One night stand with a guy introduced to my be- introduced me by my best friend. That's it. Okay. All right. Okay. Before leaving, I mentioned that I was starting to really like him more than I wanted to. That's also a move girls do to let them let a guy know, like, you better be liking me, too. Yeah, that's the girls. Good morning. Beautiful. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Except to us, it's a warning to them. It's yeah. an invitation. Uh, so I was trying to keep him at an arm's distance, but it wasn't working so well. I also said that if he hooked up with anyone else while we're still talking, I would feel guilty because I want to respect the I want to respect the feelings I have for him. I even said that if he decided that he wasn't into me anymore, if he met someone new, or if he wanted to put a title on whatever is between us, I would be open to it. We just had to communicate, uh, keep communication open. My communication skills suck when it comes to voicing how I'm feeling. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. It sounds Very like communicative she, yeah, email. It sounds like you literally laid it all out. Hey, I'm down, yeah. is what you said to him. And I've never traveled to a different state for a guy before, so this was kind of huge for me. Now that I've been home for a couple weeks, I feel like it's not the same between us. I feel like you think? I've heard this story, yeah. heard it once, heard it a thousand times. He's a poor communicator as well. He wasn't a poor communicator. What, all this, he's a poor communicator as well, so he's not good at saying how he feels either. I just want my effort to be matched because he made it seem like this could go somewhere despite the distance. I feel like the vibe is off and it's awkward and I'm not sure how to approach the situation anymore. Do you think I'm freaked out? I freaked him out by being so upfront with my feelings. Should I keep trying to initiate our conversation even though I feel like I'm coming off as clingy, annoying stage five? Should I cut this off altogether and move on? Should I find a way to bring up how I feel that we're off? Or do you think I'm overthinking this entire situation? Just felt like it's let it run its natural course. Uh, I need an outsider's perspective on this. So any advice you could give would be appreciated. What do you think? Cut this off. Cut it off. Cut it off. I'm glad she had a nice life experience. Anytime mm-hmm. you have to put this much effort into a situation that's already going to be tricky because he has three kids, yep. obviously in a different phase in his life, and doesn't even live in the same city or state. Like, yeah. This would be a difficult enough situation to navigate under ideal circumstances of them being in the same totally. place. Yep. When you mix long-distance relationship with a generational age gap yep. and a family that he already has, run as fast as you can. I agree with you. There's another reason I agree with you. But in addition to all this, everything's hard with dating until it's not, you know, like you're going to meet somebody that you're like, oh, we hooked up and he stills texting me. Good morning. That's because the guy genuinely likes you and he genuinely had a good time with your personality and all that. And not to say you don't have a great personality. I'm saying that this guy and you weren't the match. But because like there was a I was at a show last night and I was there was like nine people there. But I was saying that like. A guy sees a girl, wants to fuck, then says, I'll worry about the personality later. Mm-hmm. So a girl, it's not necessarily always that way. With guys, it's generally always that way. Like, yes. I see her, want to fuck her, want to take her down, want to hunt the beast. Now I'll worry whether the beast can feed my family. Sure. So this is, this is the age-old thing. So for him to write all these glowing things and bring it around the family, yeah, that's all pre-cum shit. I get it. Um, I think she should cut. If, if it wasn't with the kids and all this, I would say to her, text until ridiculousness. Make him feel so ridiculous. But this guy's crazy. <laughs> this yeah. guy's out of his mind. Do you know how hard I, – I, I know people – I have friends with kids. When they date someone, they don't just like bring them around the family right. as the dad or mom. That's insane. <laughs> You're right. like, how does he explain this to the kids? He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get fucked. Quiet down. Right. Either – 
either eat your happy meal. Either he's a bad he's a bad father and not considering what his kids need enough over his own dick, or he's a good father and preparing her for a situation that she is probably not ready for, which is becoming the stepmom to three kids that might not even be that much younger than her. Absolutely, And, and it's like, can you imagine? Can you imagine just bringing her in? Like, yeah, here's this girl from out of town. Like, not even like, how does he explain that? Yeah, it's just daddy's friend. Yeah. Where's daddy's friend? What, because they're going to ask next week, where's daddy's friend? This is not, you know, kids aren't just like okay with people moving in and out of their lives. Yeah, I, I would say she's got to cut it off before she gets in too deep, before the family gets in too and deep. This is something girls do all the time. Guys will say she's fucking crazy at first minute. And girls will be like, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. All of this is weird. You had to go to a different state and you hung around the kids and now he's not texting anymore and you had this whole like mom weekend and now it's over? Yeah, it's because it's over. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We are sponsor people. And maybe this could help out this girl. I, I, I love this sponsor. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, they're just giving shit away. I don't know how they make money, but they're just giving stuff away and they're giving it to our listeners. I said people and listen, if you're I know a lot of people listen to this podcast with their significant other. The move you pull is right now. I'm giving you the safe space to have the conversation. Couple shopping. Couple shopping. What can we order? Let's go on the site together. You go on the site. I'll go on the site and we'll send each and we'll go each go pick out something on the same promo code. A little bit of advice to the guys. Don't immediately know what you want. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Give give a hot second of, uh, you know, I don't want that in my ass. Okay, fine. You know, so do the hot second of not sure, but go to adamandeve.com. Get 50% off uh, any item, just about any item. So. When you do, you'll get a free sex swing, which is crazy, and a free shipping. So enter code JTRAIN at checkout. That's JTRAIN. That's J-T-R-A-I-N. JTRAIN. JTRAIN. AdamandEve.com. Get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping on your entire order. Code JTRAIN. JTRAIN at AdamandEve.com. JTRAIN. 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 AdamandEve.com. Go for it. Shipping away free sex swings? Free sex swings. sold. Yeah, I told, I, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but they, they like asked me, like, do you think Jared would be comfortable like endorsing that? I'm like, yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. So throw in a sex swing. What wouldn't you be comfortable with? Yeah, I, I, there's not very much. What's <laughs> up? This is greetings from Israel. Um, okay. My ears just perked there up. There we go. We're good. Sup, Goy. When are you coming to the Holy Land? I've been. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> people, people glow about Israel. It's, I love Tel Aviv. It's Arizona with Tanner chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother moved there for like six months, and he was teaching lacrosse there. Like he wow. played for the national team. Like okay, you know, so he because uh, it was their first year of doing like whatever. So I won't get too much into it, even though I've just gotten into the whole thing. But I got there, and this Israeli way, they're very gruff people. Yeah. They're very tough to deal with. And I remember, I'll never forget, like, my brother, like, kind of turned into one of them. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, just like, you know, and I remember all I wanted when we got there was a falafel. Like, I just wanted to hunch over a pita bread that was spilling onto my hands. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget, like, we were, he, like, the first day he was like, oh, we got to go to this great lamb place we gotta go to this great this and we got like a day in heaven and i remember freaking out being like when the fuck are we getting a falafel like yeah. why are you fucking around with this right. it's just like this whole he got this whole israeli mindset of like i gotta show you the real israel yeah, no i yeah. want the fake one that's in my hand while i'm being a pig yeah. also everyone in israel i'll say this about you people <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's this uh, one going? <laughs> i was at the hotel everyone treats you like they're your their cousin yeah and it's really annoying. For better or worse. For better or worse. Well, this is for worse. One time I was just I was at the, like the hotel pool and this woman was doing laps and I was just like looking at the pool and she just looks at me and she goes, "Get in." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Do laps. That's a good workout." I go, "Get I in." Afterwards, I thank you for uh, for love. Yeah, for love. Yeah, well, if that was the case, I would have done it. But I looked at her, I was like, "I don't know you." <laughs> Shut up, Mima or whatever the fuck. Uh, we'd love to show you around and party hard with you in the land of our ancestors. It is a fun party place, though. Yeah. It's, uh... Tel, Tel Aviv is kind of like Miami, New York, and Vegas rolled into one. Absolutely. It's, it's a great city. Great wild. City. And, like, 
The beach, ah, it yeah. is really nice. Right. Sorry. So Shout out to Man Samp. Love the podcast. Haven't missed an episode since I first discovered it. All right, to the point. Oh, 22 working part-time, still living with the parents. This got very Israeli. Yeah. Uh, last year, while me and some friends were hanging out with uh, uh, one of the chick friends, brought her seven, eight, ni- friends, seven, eight, nine. We flirted Ooh, a bit. Getting high ratings. Yeah, on nobody this dates an ugly chick on this podcast. Uh, we, we flirted a bit, added her on Facebook, sent her a message, but no response, so I moved on. Fast forward a year later, I run her into her best BFF on the bus my way back from work. We chat. I ask about her friend. She says she's abroad and coming back in two weeks or so. Cool. Get off of my station, heading home, thinking nothing's probably going to come out of it. But sure enough, on the evening of the same day, I get a message from the 789 asking how I'm doing, how was work. From there on, she seems really interested. A lot of hints, a lot of smileys. And it uh, turns out she's coming back in two weeks and a half. Two weeks and a half. Now, here's the dilemma. Do I ask her out now or wait the two weeks and a half, hoping I don't fuck up anything, then do it? I'm pretty good at fucking up things and have a history of opportunities going sideways due to bad imaging created by bad texting. What couldn't she, uh, why couldn't she ta- just talk to me like that a year ago? Because she went away. Yeah. Who she, gives a shit why? It was a year ago. Now we're in the yeah, present. Yeah. Get, you, get your game face yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that happened a year ago doesn't matter. She came to you. Yeah. She's ready to come home. This guy's staring a gift horse in the mouth. Right? What do you think? Uh, I think it's totally fine to set up an initial plan. Like over the next two and a half weeks, you have license to try to create some kind of plan for when she comes. Mm. So you're not just floundering when she's there. It'd be nice to already have something established, but do not overdo it in these two and a half weeks. Yes. All you can do is fuck it up. You have to create the image of a hangout without the real hangout. Right. It's like you have to like pitch up to her like, hey, we should get drinks when you're back. Right. Show interest, no pressure. Yes. That, that's the fine line. That's the move. Interest, no pressure. Because it's what you're, you don't want to put on her like, she's going to get back. She's going to unpack. She's got to fucking deal with her Jewish parents. Like, there's, like a whole, there's a whole thing she's got to go through to it's get to Magilla. you. You need to make it so you have to be sitting there literally like, hey, whenever you're ready. Right. I'm here with this circumcised penis. <laughs> And only one of them. Only one of them. <laughs> Literally one, one single, medium-sized, uncircumcised Jewish penis. Just yeah. ready to go. <laughs> D- I, don't ignore her for the next two and a half weeks because then she's going to be like, I reached out and obviously you're not interested anymore because of years past. That's why yeah. I said. Show interest. Let her know you do want to hang out, but don't be overbearing about it. I think it's okay to even say, like even in this initial conversation, how was the trip? Where have you been? What have you been doing? Cool. The, are you excited to come home? Those are all good questions that get her talking. But most importantly, because I am detecting a little bit of neurotic Jew in this mm. guy, do not address why it didn't work out a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Avoid that at all costs. I didn't even think of that, and it does sound like he wants to like get answers. Don't ask yeah. answers to questions that oh, you don't know. It's so need nice answered. that I heard from you again. What happened? What? A year ago, I thought we had something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes full Woody Allen. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't. It could be a huge mistake. That's a huge mistake to make someone. Feel bad so that they feel bad into hanging out with you. You want her to feel good about wanting to come hang out with you. So the move is ask about her trip, get into that, and then the you have to cap off the conversation with sounds like a great trip. Let me know when you're back. Would love to get drinks. And now when she comes back, now you can follow up. Shoot. The, the, the hope is that she would follow up with you. Hey, just got back. I'm ready to get those drinks. Or you know the dates now. Two and a half weeks. Hey, how's the unpacking going? Right. How's it been going home? Then you cap it off again with, would love to get drinks. Now it's a little more serious, but you're also not pressuring her into this big plan. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, we got a poem we can read at the end. I'm going to do that. Here with Noah Garden Swartz at Noah G Comedy. How... My hoe is going for her bro. Are you reading these titles? That is a long email. Yeah, it's also in like 10 font. Yeah. I don't know. It's scaring me away. Seriously, I apologize for the length of this email, but the details matter. All right. This is what every chick said. Let's We'll we'll give it three or four details. Okay. So here's the sitch. I'm in college. I live with two of my best friends since we were like eight years old. Huh? Oh, two best friends. They've been best friends since eight. Okay. Got it. 
We have never had any issues with each other and have always been able to be around each other for as long as you can imagine and not have any issues until about three months ago. I already like this email. Chick troubles? Yeah. You kidding me? Lifelong friends. Lifelong friends. Not working out. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? I can't wait. Love it. And she's a... She wrote, I skipped a bunch in the beginning, but this is a chick. Uh, one of my roommates, okay, so one of my, so we have three girls, three girls lived together, best friends since eight, trouble times. That's where we stand. Go on. One of my roommates got a boyfriend, but he's more like a fucking magnet. At the beginning of their relationship, they stayed with each other a lot, and she would hardly ever talk to my roommate and me anymore since she's always with her magnet. Oh, that's his nickname. No yeah. question. The Magnet. That's yeah. what they call him behind her, his The back. fucking Magnet. The fucking Magnet. Fuck that Magnet. Yeah. They literally have not spent a single day or night apart from each other since they've been dating. And if they are apart, they are FaceTiming or texting constantly and talking about the next time they're going to see each other. The guy as an individual is fine. And obviously, I love my best friend. But this was seriously annoying my roommate and me. I, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell that you're a little bit annoyed with the magnet. I could see how it would be a little ridiculous if my roommate and I were single and it couldn't be seen as us being jealous of their love. But I have a boyfriend and I just know how to balance my friends and and a dick in my daily schedule. This is very normal for girls, by the way. They will leave their friend at a boyfriend's notice. Like very quickly. We kept talking to her about it and telling her we missed her and wish she would spend time with just us and take a, take a couple hours for break from him. And she agreed with us and said missed, uh, she missed spending time with us too and felt bad that she was with him all the time but, said she, but, said, but she said when she would tell him they needed to have some time alone too that he would get upset and feel like she didn't want to be with him anymore. Oh, my. Then the story kind of flipped. He went to dinner one night with his friends and didn't invite her to go, which is totally fucking normal for people who have friends. And she got upset about it and sulked in her room all afternoon. But lo and behold, he came over right after dinner and stayed with her all night. Even if she is home during the day without him, she has changed and isn't herself anymore. She is super quiet, doesn't talk much, and it seems like she is never present in our conversations. To add to this, we have asked her to go to my lake house, a fun fucking free trip, she writes, in parentheses, on a couple of weekends... On a couple of weekend trips, and she says she will go, then comes up with some stupid-ass excuse as to why she can't go when we know she just stays home in bed all fucking weekend with the magnet while they eat fast food and watch TV all weekend. I think it would be different if they were hanging out all the time, but actually, and, but actually doing fun things. But no, they lay in bed and eat all the time. Magnet is also kind of shy. So when they are in our house, my roommate and I try to strike up conversation because we do want to be able to be friends with them as a couple uh, and have not have this hatred towards them. But when we talk, always brief, and then they, then they go straight upstairs to her room to lay in bed and eat. <laughs> Can you tell the lay in bed and eat thing is like a big joke amongst the friends? Yeah, but, that, but that's what she's already mistaken about is the whole point of a relationship is so you don't have to go out and do fun things. Yeah. The whole point <laughs> is so you have someone to lay in bed and eat, eat with. with. That's and the not, beauty of the relationship. Not have to text anyone, yeah. not have to call anyone, not have to do any like, plans. literally the only reason to be in a relationship. My best friend has changed because of a dickwad who won't give her up for a couple hours every day to hang out with her friends. She is also she is also sensitive, and if we bring up uh, bring something up to her, she will be like, "Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I'll try to fix it." That makes her even more detached from us, and we feel like she goes to the magnet for comfort and support. So bringing the the situation out in the open obviously doesn't work because it pushes her away even more. We have no idea what we should do at this point. Need your advice to get our friend back, please, Jared. Help. Wow, it's a tough situation. I do I do think that. At the end, there's a little bit of animosity where she said this dickwad who won't give her up. Yeah. But I, I in no way found the description of the magnet to be controlling. It doesn't sound like he's forcing her to hang out and like telling her that she yeah. can no longer be with her friends. It sounds like this girl just really loves being around her boyfriend. It sounds like she's choosing to be with him this much. See, to me, there's a, there's a second thing. I think she's – it sounds like a, it's a college relationship, which in this day and age doesn't happen a lot anymore. You know, it's not like everyone's paired off and being with their boyfriend and going steady anymore. It's more hookups and hangouts. And we, I mean, we get those emails here all the time. 
I also need more context in the in the situation of like she says, I have a boyfriend I can be away from. Well, what's the deal? Are these two pretty girls that have always had boyfriends and this third one this is an is ugly girl th- and she's never had the affection of a man and she's super excited to have that? Because that is what makes I, it- This is what I think is happening. I think she has low confidence. The friend has low confidence, which all of us do. I'm not saying she's bad for having... Sure. Everyone has low confidence, but I'm saying it, she's playing it out in the way low confidence people do. Where it's, hey, I don't want to lose this guy. I'm so happy. Someone chose me. Someone is making me the number one girl when I'm in this group of three girls where maybe I was the third girl my whole life. I've known you since eight. You've had boyfriends in middle school and in high school, now in in college. So is the other girl. I don't know if this is a situation, but this is kind of what it sounds like to me as well as to you. Um, The best thing you can do is be so supportive that she wants to come to your party. Right now, she's afraid to come to your party because she's afraid of being judged. She feels that whole magnet thing. She knows you call them the magnet. She knows you call them the dickwad. She knows you'd make fun of them for eating. You probably made a comment about rappers on the floor. There's no question. Right. A lot of passive aggressive. A lot of pa- Yeah, remarks. girls are not good at hiding when they are fucking pissed at someone, and they'll let it out in passive aggressive ways. So she's feeling that. So right now, the only place she feels comfortable is with her, you know, in bed with her boyfriend with a bunch of fucking, you know, footlongs around them. And let, let me just paint worst case scenario. You guys have been best friends since you were eight. The fact of the matter is sometimes things change and people move on. Yeah. It might not be what you want to hear and it might not be the happiest result, but it's possible that your friendship is just drifting away mm. and her new life is going to be with this guy and your new life is going to be without being part of a triumvirate of three best friends. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's how life works out. Yeah, gonna, it like, could. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. And if it does, it's not the end of the world. But the reason that's going to happen more is if you keep pushing. Yes. If you're, right now, you're the parent, you and your friend, the two girls that are not with this dickwad, um, they're the parents. And you guys are really against drinking. And the dickwad's a big bottle of vodka. Okay? <laughs> pushing her to And him. you're pushing her right towards the vodka because right now you're saying your party isn't that fun for her to go to. You guys kind of saying weird shit about, oh, finally someone came out of her bedroom. I don't want to walk into that shit. I feel that way, too. I had a kid. This just happened. I'll, I'll talk about this. Okay. I don't know if it's related, but I kind of want to talk here, about Papa it. JT. I get a text from this dude. So I get a, a group chat. It's a guy that I know. Th- he's like around our age. But I know him because of his mom's relationship with my dad. They do some work together. Okay. And then he was introduced to me. He's tried to introduce me to some comedy people. Very nice guy. But we don't have a relationship beyond that. He sends, and we're going to get to this later in the episode. He sends a picture of the guy from the Pepsi commercial with the Kendall Jenner. Yeah. And says, this is a group chat that he's, he's forming the group chat. There's no precedent. There's no, like, it's not like we yeah, all go yeah. back and forth. It's my dad, my brother, myself, and then he started this whole thing. And it's a picture of the cop in the Kendall Jenner commercial going, how did, with, a, with him writing, how did a skinnier Jared get the role for the Kendall Jenner co- Pepsi commercial? Wow. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? He just what what I don't. He's feeling comfortable with the freeds. Well, here's the thing, it's my dad. My he. It's not. It's one thing if he had just sent that to me. Fine, I get it. Like I can laugh along with that. He formed a group. He formed an audience. He brought together yeah. my dad and brother. Oh, let's have a big laugh. Yeah, he wanted the ha 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 response. Yeah, my from- dad writes back. That's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck you. Sure. Fuck you, dad. And then I write back. Like, I'm like, what the... F- I'm not giving him the ha-ha he wants. Yeah. I'm writing. So I wrote back, guess I should lose some weight. He writes back, okay? He writes back to this. Don't worry. People say I look like a fatter Kevin James or a skinnier Kevin James. That doesn't make me feel better. That's, yeah. not, that's not a racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's matching your pain with his. Yeah. Uh, also, don't worry. We're both fat guys together in this. What? <laughs> so then i wrote back i wrote back uh guess so something like that like i just didn't like it. yeah you were giving him absolutely nothing. nothing giving him i'm i'm literally the black woman in the audience at a comedy show just staring yeah and i was like so mad about this but 
here's where I'm trying to relate it to you this. You called him the magnet. You were like, you're being a magnet. Stop. Well, I, I, what I really did is now I don't want to see this person. I, I, like, I'm not excited to go see him in public situations. We just had the passive-aggressive thing. You know, like, I don't want... Now, if he was like, hey, I'm going to be in town, I'm going to be like, ah, I don't really want to fucking talk about this with him. Well, if he listens to the podcast, he knows now. <laughs> he knows now. Well, he's, he's wrong. Yes. Form an audience to make fun of me? On some, it's an, it's an uh, when we have move. no precedent for this relationship? Yeah, where, where there's no back friendship. That's, that's a bold move. It's a bold move. But, I mean, for this girl, I think these two girls, you guys need to lay off your friend. She's asking, what can we do? What you can do is deal with your own life, have fun, open invitation to her, to anything you guys do, and don't make it weird for her. Just let her be with her boyfriend. And, and, kinda, and don't stop trying with the boyfriend, but stop trying to make him the boyfriend you want him to be. And, and, and that's the other. You guys have said your piece. You've raised your concern yeah. on several occasions. So if nothing has changed, obviously she's made her choice. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Noah Garden Swords. Always a pleasure to have you here. We're going to do one more. Does that sound good? Absolutely. At Can't Noah wait. G Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow him, support him. People have come out to his shows in the Natty and loved it. You're going to love him too. So, you know, keep going out to his shows. It's Are you nice going anywhere soon? Or you said you're off the road, right? Yeah, I'm off. The, uh, I'll be in Chicago May 10th through the 13th at Zany's. That's a great club. I've been trying Come to get on to out, Chicago. Chi-Town. I, that's a, that, and that's a fun city. Yeah. The whole deal. Uh, what do you want to do? I'm going to give you... You're going to give me a few subject a few lines? A few subject and... lines. Am I, am I just photogenic? That's okay. A, <laughs> Is this another double dick? That's, no, that's a chick. Uh, and she's cute. Okay. Uh, what do I do at a bar? How to make the move. That seems like the same thing. Life of a mid-tier NYC-based comic. Do you want to read from a con? We already did kind of that podcast one. A little inside for me. Should I try to bang my professor? Oh, yep. Sold. <laughs> that one? Yeah. Okay. That's the most intriguing Hello, Papa JT. I'm coming to you live from a university somewhere in the U.S., and I've got a question that only a wise Jewish stand-up comedian and his esteemed guest and producer are qualified to answer. Should I try to fuck my teacher? Now, you might uh, think you know where I'm going with this, but hear me out. I'm pretty sure she's hitting on me. When I walked into my first class with her, we made an almost uncomfortable amount of eye contact. Pretty soon after that, she sat down in the seat next to me before class, and out of the blue, she told me that my eyes were absolutely enchanting. I mean, it sounds like wow. the answer is yes. We then made, uh, made a few minutes of mildly awkward small talk before she got up to start teaching. In the same class, I asked pretty much uh, a pretty simple question. She let me know at least four times in her answer what a great question I had just asked, something she didn't do for anyone else. My first question, obviously, is she hitting on me or am I making something out of nothing? I don't know if he's making something out of it. Yeah, I mean, as soon as she said your eyes are enchanting, enchanting. before class started. If I, anyone said the word enchanting to me, I'm immediately hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like game like over. Like a rock. Yeah, just zero to 60. He writes, I need a reality check. I can't really ask my friends about this because obviously this will never happen at all if I start running my mouth around school about a teacher trying to fuck me. She's pretty good looking, tall and thin, but she, is still, she still has some TNA and she's like 35 to 40. I bet you she's like 28. Yeah. Like to, and like, just been worn down by the education system. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see a ring. If I was going to uh, go by the rating system, I'd say she's a 7-8 question mark. By 38-year-old standards, in her class introduction, she said that she had done some modeling in the past. <laughs> what kind of an introduction? I uh, just want to let you guys yeah. know this is going to be a tough <laughs> semester. Yeah, well, uh, welcome to Sociology 102. Yeah. I used to be a model. <laughs> yeah, how does that come up? I'm decent looking, think, think like 877 and 20 years old. I was looking more put together than most people for an 8 a.m. I don't know, but I think it's possible that she's after a taste of the young buck, which leads me to my second question. What do I do about this? The obvious play would be to go to her office hours, bullshit some questions about class and see how that conversation goes from there. The problem is that she doesn't do regular office hours, private appointments only. I mean, I mean come she's- on, dude. Giving you everything you need. So I'd have to... Uh, I, yeah, she does private appointments so she could talk about her modeling career with individuals. She doesn't want to do the group ones. Uh, so I'd have to have something serious to talk about or be pretty sure that if she was sending signals before I did that. I'm turning 21 next week, so casual drinks sometimes are, sometime aren't out of the question. Not uncommon at my school, but not, might not happen uh, while I'm still in her class. 
She also said that she likes scary movies. Okay. But I don't think that's ask, asking to watch Netflix with her is the way to go either. <laughs> Why would that's she That's when you show that? how young you are is when you're like, maybe we should just do a movie. Like, yeah, no, dude. Yeah. Well, why would that have come up? There's a lot of things coming up with this teacher. Yeah, she se- it seems a little too uh, personal. So also, um, I don't want to let my boner take the lead on this and make a fool of myself or get in trouble with my school, but I don't really want to miss my chance to live the dream. So what's my move, J-Train? How do I attempt to pipe this attractive older woman uh, who also happens to be in charge of my grades without fucking myself over? Is it even a possibility? Is it too early to tell what a woman under 70 years old uses the word enchanting in normal conversation? I have a lot of questions. And I hope you have the answers. What do you think? He I know is, the move. He is under obligation on behalf of the J-Train Nation yeah, make a to move. make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to make it Here's happen. how I think he does it. I think he in no small way flirts or hints at what he's interested in while asking for a private office hour appointment. Maybe yeah. stress the word private, mm. flash the enchanting eyes, yeah. see how she reacts, listen, mm. listen for the sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, I think, I think he makes his move in office hours. I think it's more long play. I think what you're saying is exactly correct. You gotta, I think you keep going to the class. You keep looking nice for class. It's an 8 a.m. He said that he looked better than the average guy. It's a long play situation. So keep looking nice. Dude, she said you asked a good question three different times. Whatever you come in for office hours about, she's not going to be like, you're trying to fuck me. She's just going to think that you're coming in for office hours if it's like even whatever questions you can come up with will be good enough for the office hours. Here's the thing. I, a situation like this is not sustainable in terms of excitement for her or him. It sounds to me like she probably has the fantasy of fucking a younger student Mm. and everyone has the fantasy of fucking their older professor. Totally. So I think he sits out the semester in terms of not making it weird or awkward. Don't don't shoot your shot too early. Mm. Like you said, just keep showing up to class, looking nice, maybe... But do the office hours. I think those are individualized times. But save that office hour for the end of the semester when it's not going to be awkward. You don't want to fuck this professor and then have to go see her in class for the next three months. Well, this is my, my point to that is like, like I've had situations with uh, like, if you think about it, like with like people who work in the same industry. Sure. So you work in the same industry and I've said this to people who are trying to hook up with people at work. You have to think of this like a hookup at work. You have to be so sure that it's, there's no reason to not be sure. You know, so right. if you go to like a couple office hours, but not to fuck, you go there to just ask your questions, see what the back and forth is like. Talk about your eyes a couple of times. Be like, well, you know, with these great eyes, you know, sometimes they just don't see all the math equations. You know, like they, like sure. you make like cutesy talk with her and that's going to get you to see like, oh, she's going to be you're going to say by the second time you go to the, the office hours, you're going to be like. There's going to be something that weird that goes down. Yeah, when you when you thank her for the office hours, you shake her hand, hold the hand a little bit longer than normal, <laughs> maybe stroke a finger on the way off, see how <laughs> see how she reacts to your touch. But then at the end of the semester, maybe it's the push to like, hey, uh, we're actually going to this bar later tonight. You should come. No, no, no. I, no, no. I, she can't. She can't invite. He can't invite her out with the rest of the college guys. It's, it's got to be one on one. It's got to be one. She's so, going to be uncomfortable partying with a couple. Maybe you do the office hour and you're like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to go get dinner. You want to go grab yes. dinner?" Like you do. You could absolutely that ask her out, but it's got to be a one on one setting. Yeah, He's going to lose the sexuality of it if it's her. But and I the think bros. something's going to come up in those individualized off if yeah. something comes up at all. I mean, look, I was hard from the start of her yeah. of you reading Enchanting the email. It, it sounds like. She's certainly not being shy about it. I'm willing to bet that if he gets into these private office hours, she makes the first move. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. And in which case I say, and please write live back. it up. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Noah Garden Switz, a pleasure per usual. Always a pleasure. We Thank always you. run Once through. Thank you for having me. You're the best. We always run through a lot of great emails with you. Go follow Noah at Noah G Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow him. Support him. He's going to be the TV show. 
The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. On Marvelous Amazon. Mrs. Maisel. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Watch the pilot. I'm going to go watch it right now. It's it's funny, right? I mean, like, this is... It's a dramedy. It's not like oh, a 30-minute really? comedy. Yeah. It's... I mean, the husband leaves her, so that's Yeah. It's, no, it's like a show of substance, but there is comedy involved. Also, Noah's got an album out on iTunes. Go check it out. It's fantastic. called Blunt. You can go find it on iTunes. Go run the run the parents' credit card right now. Just... Pick up a nine ninety nine. They won't even know nine ninety nine. That's basically, and you'll get some great comedy. You can listen to it over and over again. We're gonna be right back with hypotheticals in the news. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back, Noah. Fantastic as usual. Thank you so much. This has been a great hang at Noah G Comedy. Go follow him, support him, Man Samp. Hey buddy. At Mansamp on Twitter and Instagram, Mandatory Samson Podcast, every Friday here on the Santa New York Labs Network. We got some great hypothetical. Let's do one hypothetical, then we'll go to the news. Does that sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. Would you rather have an arranged marriage with a girl you met once for one day? Met once for one day. Okay, so arranged marriage once for one day. Or marry your best friend, best girlfriend, drunk in Vegas, have an accident kid, then divorce a year later. <laughs> The reason I ask is because I'm in the first situation myself. Oh. Arranged marriage. Shout out to Mansamp. His two-hour podcasts are killer and get me through my Fridays. Also, let me feather your nuts. Love the podcast as a postgraduate who loves reminiscing about the undergrad days. So what would you guys rather do? Arranged marriage versus your best girlfriend and a kid divorced a year later. I mean... I'm leaning towards best girlfriend because at least you do know what you're getting into. I mean, yeah. I guess the negative in that situation is divorce a year later. But the fact that you have a kid together means you'll always still be in each other's life. Yeah. In some capacity. I don't know. I, uh, I watched this thing. You, what, what do you think? Uh, well, first of all, thanks, man. I appreciate you listening to my podcast. I did, you know, not to be too like sappy or whatever. I did actually marry my best girlfriend. So it would be kind of shitty if we got divorced a year later they, with a kid. <laughs> kind of uh, shitty. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go with the, uh, the arranged marriage. Arranged marriage. Yeah. See, have you ever watched Meet the Patels? No. It's like a documentary, a Netflix documentary. It's about this guy who's being faced with. Do I do arranged marriage versus not? And you see these arranged, like the stats, I think, are very similar. Right. His yeah, parents like were an arranged 50, marriage. 50-50. Like 50-50. Right. Like in the arranged marriage, the, the nice thing about it is that you're like, there was no other choice in the matter. Yeah. This was it. It kind of like relaxes you into that. If I'm, if I'm looking at it like a stock, I think the arranged marriage is a high risk, high reward play. Yeah. Where... If you're not attracted to them right off the bat, then that's just a bummer. Or if they turn out to be a horrible person, then that sucks. But there is something to be said about the excitement of like getting to know a whole new person. Like the first few years of your marriage will definitely not be boring because you're yeah. still just learning a new person. It's putting off all that stuff. It's like it's <laughs> it's like uh, it's like taking all those like those minutes earned and actually earning them. Right. You know, because when you're dating for three years, no one counts those. Right. As like marriage years. Everyone's right. like, when did you get married? You're like, we've been married. If someone's like, if you ask somebody on stage, you're like, how long have you guys been married? They're like, well, we've been together 10. Right. We've been married a year. All the married people are like, no. So you've been married one year. Yeah. Like people give you shit. So like you're getting all those hours, you know, reflected on your time card. But I, I have a bit about it. Like when you talk about marriage, the thing that people very rarely think about is all the little idiosyncrasies of people's behavior that you have to know about being willing to deal with for the rest of their life. Yeah. Forget whether the sex is good. Forget whether or not your families are compatible. How do they chew? Can you stand to watch them eat (laughs) for the rest of your life? And it's like your best friend, you know what you're signing up for. Arranged marriage. She might be a great girl who chews with her mouth open. And are you signed up for that for the next 60 years? I had somebody I was eating. uh, I I think about that all the time because like my buddy and I talk about it. Marriage is about more about like practicality. Yeah. Than it is romance. Like at a, at a certain point, can I sit with this person and not fucking hate them? And it's like that's a tough thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a long play scenario. It's I, obviously, but no, but you know what I mean. But like people don't think about that when someone. I had hummus the other day. I was eating hummus. Uh-huh. Okay, and a girl looked at me and goes, "Ew," and I go, "What are you ewing?" And she was like, "I don't like hummus." And I was like. 
Yeah, you. It's okay for you not to like hummus, but you have you can't outwardly ew something that's universally loved. Yeah, that was just a stranger that said that to you. It was a girl that I've I, I have once uh, seen of seen her vagina, but I. <laughs> But I'm so, saying, yeah, like, stranger. you can't, you, yeah, stranger. So, <laughs> but you can't do that. You can't just look at something and, like, hummus and be like, ew. Across the board. No one can like this. Ew. How, how are you crazy? That, you can't give the same reaction to hummus that you do dog shit. <laughs> Wait, so you didn't answer. Man, Sam went arranged. I went divorced the best friend. What's yours? Now I've been convinced best friend, best friend? divorced right. because I don't. Because I'm just saying this. Because like, what hummus, if she ooze your hummus? What if she ooze hummus? And I'm like, that is a, uh, a personality breaker. flaw that I can't like. What, like, what, what food will come next that I'm like crazy for eating? Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. But Don't that, you? That, but that that also that also says things to other issues. Like, if you can't take yourself out of your own shoes for a minute to realize that other people like hummus, that you're the weird one for saying you, then there's something else going on here. Yeah, in the be- here's the thing though. In the best friend scenario, you know something's gonna get fucked up because you're getting, you know, it's getting gonna divorce. end. In the arranged situation, there I feel like there's more carte blanche to address situations like that. Like if she ooed your hummus, you can go. Listen, we mm. don't really know each other yet. You're gonna have to deal. You know what I mean? Like there's more of that negotiation. Yeah, I feel like we don't know each other. Has this person been in a cave? <laughs> to not know that hummus is well, like okay. is literally like what like uh like, <laughs> hummus is the deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some news. Yeah, well, this I mean this this is a, maybe a little uh, overdue, but we, we the Kate Kendall Jenner we brought it up before the Kendall Jenner Pepsi so, commercial. You've seen it. I have the Pepsi commercial. Kendall, if you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it. It's actually fantastically removed from like the world. Like I don't play that game. Where it's like, look at how offensive. Right. It's not offensive to me. It's just really. It's Kendall's at a store modeling, and a guy looks at her. If I could explain it to the listeners, a guy looks at her with a knowing, kind of like he wants to fuck her look, and she's like, and he's at a rally. He's yeah. at a march of some sort. The look was like equal parts. I want to fuck slash. Let's go make some social change. Join me to end racism. Yes, and he's like. Ethnically ambiguous. I was, I was, so my take, I was going to say, <laughs> I promise you, there were Pepsi execs who spent weeks deciding on what race the guy who nods at Kendall was going to be. <laughs> he can't be black and he can't be white. Yeah. So they settled on ambiguous Asian Latino, yes. possibly Filipino. Filipino felt like yeah. where he was going. And it's, uh, and, and it's like, it's, and he looks at her, nods at her, she says, screw this modeling gig takes her wig throws it and then joins the the revolt takes off happening. her blonde wig incidentally blonde so it's like wig. her white and one and something something that you picked up well, on that yeah. i didn't even see throws her wig at who a, a black woman yeah. so she literally hands her blonde wig to a black woman i didn't even notice until there was a tweet with a gif of it of her throwing yeah. it at the black woman the woman gonna be like okay like Taking it. Black Twitter picks up on everything. Everything. And joins the march and then goes to the front of the march and the police officer, <laughs> who I apparently yeah, look like an obese version of, <laughs> <laughs> is given a Pepsi. Yeah. He drinks too many of those. He's going to look like you soon. Be right next to me <laughs> doing a stupid podcast. And then he looks at another police officer like, right. Yeah. <laughs> they got a point, right? So now the world has got like Twitter's gone on fire. What do you think of this? I mean, I think it is a truly, truly stupid commercial. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand why people would be offended by it, especially because they were saying the imagery of Kendall giving the Pepsi was very similar to uh, I forget the name of the protester, like the black woman that was standing in front of the three police men that got in yeah. trouble. Like yeah, was, okay. that was another gift that was going around. It's like the imagery was too deliberately close to something very serious that happened yeah. to like turn it into a Kardashian Pepsi play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get the outrage. I'm not outraged by it. I just think it's a stupid fucking commercial. What and do I don't and I don't see how in any way it makes people want to drink Pepsi. Yeah, well that's that's the the the, the that's the most reasonable thing to be said about it. Like I'm not like oh my god, got to have a Pepsi. Right. Also, if you're at a march you're probably having diet Pepsi. 
Uh, right. I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. What do you think of it? Uh, I mean, to me, it's one of my, one of my favorite thing that's happened recently. Like, yeah. it's just such a, I think we said it before the show. It's like, it's such a microcosm of like this corporate, like whitewashing of things. And like, yeah. ju- you know, trying to be like, you know, like this generation, like likes protesting mm. and like really loves diversity. Let's just throw that it, all into one thing. You know, and it misses the mark completely. The, I don't know. I, I, to be outraged by it, like all the, the imagery that you brought up with, like it, it relates to some historic thing. Like the, the way people relate it to like more historic things is giving the people who write these things way too much credit. Like, I think it's hilarious because someone was in a room. They were like, listen, social justice is in. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. That's the Let's thing. get Kendall joining us, joining a rally. She gives the Pepsi to a police officer, brings the world together. Like I want, I assume I live in a world where these ad people are just as smart as me. Like, I don't think they're smarter than me. They're just a bunch of fucking people around my age that are sitting with older people that they have to answer yeah. to. What are kids doing? What now? are kids doing? And then they're looking to the people below them. And they're saying, well, we're all at this march, so why wouldn't Kendall be at this march? They don't think – I don't think they're thinking of it deeper than that. Like, that's why I think it's so funny to see Kendall throw the wig at the black woman because that does have a lot of imagery problems. Right, that's how tone deaf they are. That's how are. tone deaf they are. They don't even – there was no one in that room being like, yeah, you probably shouldn't throw a wig at a black woman. Like, like you should probably should – that, like, that's how – But she's throwing the wig off to go join the march. Join Don't the march. you get it? It's yeah, a, and it's like, well, why isn't the black woman in the march? Like, why is it she involved? But then that to me – like, there was nobody in that room. This is the thing. When people get outraged Put by it – Put the mic up, Jared. But, uh, yeah. When people get outraged by it, I don't think there was anyone in that room being like, now throw that wig at that black woman. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think it was said with anger. Yeah, it's just or, ignorance, it's not ignorance. malice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I Wait just, till the behind-the-scenes footage comes out next <laughs> right. week. They just Can I this, throw it at a black woman? Yeah, yeah, okay? they just got, like, a, like this white supremacist director. But That's it, what, it, that it, would be funny if you had a sketch where it was a white supremacist director. Yeah, Steve Bannon. This, yeah, putting this all <laughs> shit together. It, d- it does suck that of the whole family, it was Kendall who had to be involved because she seems to be the one who's the least interested in like the ridiculous fame. She like this was much more of a Kylie Kim moment. Yes, that just happened to. And I would. I mean, you know what? If it was Chloe, I think people would have been on board. <laughs> Chloe's the sh- person that well, brings that the, whole show together. Yeah, she. I think if Chloe had done it, like they would be like. Yeah, she's just a powerful woman who lost weight and now loves her body and wants to march. Well, plus most <laughs> people think she's half black. Most people think she's yeah, OJ's daughter anyway. So, so that, that that would help it out. But no, uh, it was it's ridiculous a, ad. Though. A ridiculous. It can't. It's it's so funny. Then all these people are yelling at people, and it's like, yeah, whoever wrote this is sitting in a bar in Brooklyn with you, right? You, you know, like they. This was this was written by liberals. Like this wasn't one hundred percent. You know, there's not. And that, and then it gives conservatives a chance to yell liberals. It's just, it's a, it's a big mess. As much as this perfect whole thing metaphor is. for the world we live in. Exactly. So Noah, thank you for coming on. My pl- anytime. Fantastic. Thank you for having me again. At Noah G Comedy blunts the album. Um, fa- marvelous Mrs. I can never get the name. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Go check it out on Amazon. Uh, Man Sam, thank you for coming on. Thanks, man. At Manstamp on Twitter, Mandatory Samson Podcast, every Friday here on the Labs Network. I'm Jared Free, JTrain56 on every platform. Uh, we're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep telling your friends. Keep spreading the word. We'll be back next episode. Boom. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom!